This is episode 35 of How to Be a Steminist. Today I'll be talking about how you're trying to grow your confidence in the wrong way. And this is probably only because nobody has ever taken the time to sit you down and teach you what self-confidence actually is and how to grow it for yourself. So listen in to get all that juicy information so you can start on your own journey. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Okay, Wonder Women in STEM, I am so excited to get stuck into the topic of confidence. This is the topic that I'm going to be focusing mainly on in the first couple of months of 2021. This is because I know that this is so fundamental to some of the other skills and mindset flips that I'll be teaching later on in the year, which have to do with being strategy savvy and being more influential in the workplace. So if confidence is something that you've been struggling to build over the last however long, and if you are working in a STEM career already, I invite you to join me on a web class that I'm holding just for women in STEM careers, and it is all about how to cultivate confidence for yourself. I want every woman who walks out of this web class to feel completely in control of how they're going to cultivate confidence for themselves. Most of us will believe that confidence is something that you're born with or some people are just lucky or that you have to be an extrovert to be confident but I wasn't born that way so there's all this stuff that we put in the way and sometimes it's because we have never been taught how to grow our own confidence sometimes it is that we're so Uh, unconfident that we don't think that we can build it at all for ourselves. So if you want to learn some really practical, uh, I guess, tools that you can take away and utilize in your own life to build that confidence in yourself so you can thrive in your STEM career, this is a web class for you. So hop on over to the link in the show notes to find out more. It'll be held on Thursday, the 28th of January, 2021. Further details are in the link provided below. But whether you can make it to the class or not, today's episode is going to be a real eye-opener for you because it's going to really challenge your perceptions of what confidence actually is and how to start building it for yourself. So I'll talk a little bit about how most people try to build their confidence and why it doesn't work. 
Now, I know this from personal experience. If you've uh, listened to episode one of this podcast, you'll know a little bit more about my own story with imposter syndrome in the workplace and how that affected all different areas of my life, not just my work life. Uh, So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But this episode will kind of delve a little bit deeper into how I did it wrong and how I see a lot of my coaching clients try to force confidence, but it just doesn't work. And If you've been using these methods, please don't feel disheartened, don't feel silly, because there is actually a lot of bad advice out there teaching us how to grow our confidence that doesn't work. And this is probably what you've been trying to do. You've been doing the right thing, following advice, but it just doesn't actually work in practice. So let's carry on with what these are. The first most common way that people try to grow their own confidence is following the advice of fake it till you make it. You've probably heard this term before, right? And you've probably tried it. To be honest, this fake it till you make it strategy is sometimes necessary. So for example, the most obvious one is if you're doing a presentation, you're kind of nervous about talking in front of people. Yeah, you do have to fake a smile. You do have to pretend to be confident on stage and just get through it. And the idea with fake it till you make it is the more times you practice a skill, the more times you realize that you have the ability to do it or you might feel like your ability to do this skill is increasing and in time you will feel confident in doing it. So when it comes to specific skills like doing a calculation or negotiation or something like that, yes, fake it till you make it does work. The time it doesn't work is when you are faking your whole personality to try and come across more confident day to day. And this is exactly what I did wrong. So in a previous engineering role where I was a leader of 30 or so engineers, I was leading a team that had some engineers who were, I would say, probably twice as old as me, way more experienced than me. And I also led people who were the top of their class at university. So as an engineer, you do end up working with people who are super intellectual. And I'd say that's true for all of the STEM fields. You work with people who are the best of the best. This can be really intimidating, especially when you're stepping into a new leadership role. I know that you may be able to relate to this yourself. If you are wanting to move into more of a leadership or management role, or you have just started, or maybe you've been in a management role for quite a while already, you might still feel like, wow, there are all these amazing people around me. They're going to find out that I'm actually no good at my job. So I better just pretend like I'm better than they believe I am. (laughs) And what we're really doing here is we are faking it. So we are becoming an imposter. And 
fake it till you make it doesn't work unless it's for a specific skill that you're trying to improve at. If you're just trying to fake your everyday life, eight hours a day at work, you're trying to fake being more confident, uh, more confident and more competent than you are, this is going to really, really, I guess, grind down on your confidence in your own ability because you're constantly trying to chase this level of competence that you don't yet have. So you're constantly reminding yourself that, okay, I've got to fake it. Okay, I'm not actually there yet. I'm not good enough yet. And this is what's going on in your brain all the time. So that's the number one one way that people try to grow their own confidence but can't is using this strategy of fake it till you make it. Another way that people try and grow their own confidence is by forcing themselves to act differently. One of the the really common ways that people do this is by emulating extroverts. There's this common misconception out there that says that extroverts are really confident people. That's not the case. Extroverts are people who draw their energy from other people, whereas introverts draw their energy from themselves. It's got absolutely nothing to do with the level of confidence they feel. So if you are, again, acting like someone else, you're kind of being an imposter, you're faking, you're trying to be someone that you're not, you're going to fall into the same trap. You're going to continually feel like your real self is not good enough. You have to pretend to be this other person in order to be confident. And you will never reach that level of confidence that you want because you actually don't really believe that your true self is good enough. And the final common way that people try to grow their confidence is by seeking some form of external validation. I know that's very kind of like mindset coach speak, but I guess All that means is that people feel like they'll be confident when something happens. So this is what I used to do all the time. I used to be like, okay, when I get promoted to a senior engineer, I'll know that I'm good enough. So I'll be confident then. Or when I get some sort of good feedback from my manager or from a client, then I'll be good enough. A lot of my clients have this as well. So they will measure their self-worth based on what other people think of them. So on what other people give them back as feedback. If you rely on this method to grow your confidence, you'll quickly realize that this is completely out of your control. You never know what someone else is going to say to you. You'll never know what someone else feels about something that you do. So if you're basing what you feel on how someone else feels, then you're completely out of control of your confidence. You cannot grow your own confidence this way. You're completely just relying on what someone else thinks or says on a whim. So that doesn't work either. So I've covered three common ways that people try but fail to grow their own confidence, which are fake it till you make it, 
act like an extrovert or seek praise from someone. All of those are ways that most people try to become more confident, but it fails them for the reasons I have just explained. So how do you grow your confidence then? If all of this really common advice doesn't work and Tiff, you're saying it's all back to front, how the heck do I go about growing my own confidence? I think the first thing that is, I guess the most important thing to know before trying to grow your own confidence is to actually understand what confidence really is. So Confidence, if you look it up in the dictionary, it will say something like the ability to rely on or believe in something. So self-confidence means that you believe that you can fully rely on yourself. It's an inner sense of trust that you have in yourself to do the right thing, to do what you say you'll do when you say you'll do it, or to live in accordance to what you believe is right. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, okay, Tiff, you've gotten very philosophical here. You're now talking about beliefs and values. I just want to be able to speak up in a meeting in the workplace. Okay, so here is how those two things relate. Let's go back to basics. So when you have self-confidence, you fully you can fully rely on yourself to do what you believe is right. So for example, if you are sitting in a meeting and you've got a really great idea or you've got a piece of advice that you think that your team members need to hear in order for your team to make the right decision for a project that's coming up and you're not confident enough to speak up, then you are doing You are like knowingly doing your team a disservice because you know that what you've got to say is actually really helpful to the result of the project, but you're keeping quiet because you're not confident enough to speak up. Now, if you did have self-confidence, even though you felt a little bit uncomfortable speaking up in front of people, you know that you can rely on yourself in the face of discomfort to go ahead and make that point because you know what you believe in. You know that it is the right thing to do. So even if it's uncomfortable, even if you think some people are not going to like it, it doesn't matter because you are acting in full alignment with what you believe in and what you value to be right. There'll be the chance for you to ask some questions on how this relates to your own specific situation in the workplace in my web class at the end of the month. So come along to that and ask any questions that you've got. But you'll see in this example the difference between the non-confident version of you and the confident version of you is that The first version who wasn't confident enough to speak up was really worried about how other people would perceive them. The second confident version of this person who spoke up in the meeting, they didn't care so much what other people thought of them because they knew in their heart of hearts what was the right thing to do. So it didn't really matter that they felt uncomfortable, that other people might not agree with them. That is what true confidence is. So confidence doesn't have to mean 
being like an extrovert. It doesn't have to mean you know all the answers. It doesn't have to mean that you're the best at what you do. It just means that you can rely on yourself to do the right thing at the right time, even though it might feel uncomfortable. You might be realizing now as I'm talking about this that to be confident in yourself, it doesn't mean you don't have any fear. Most confident people will be fearful of stuff, but they will go ahead and do it anyway because they know it's the right thing to do. It doesn't mean that you go ahead and do lots of stuff that you're scared of because they might not be the right things to do. So it's really going back to basics understanding yourself, having a really good awareness of your beliefs and your values and what you prioritize in life. Those are three areas that I work with most of my clients on in order for them to start understanding the building blocks of their own confidence. So to summarize this episode in one neat package for you to take away, it is that most people try to grow their confidence by changing their behavior. But as I mentioned before, this doesn't work. What actually happens is that your behavior will begin to change when your confidence grows. And you can only grow your confidence if you know what you believe to be right and true. And that is through being self-aware enough to know what your beliefs are, what your values are, and what you prioritize in life. If you can understand this fundamental idea about self-confidence, then you are 80% of the way there. The last 20% is where the work happens. This is your daily practices, the things that you say to yourself and how you train your brain to become more confident over time. If this is something that you want for yourself, if you've been struggling for confidence in your STEM career to date and you have never received any real practical tools and tips of how to actually increase your confidence, then you might want to join me for my web class that I'll be holding on the 28th of January. That's a Thursday. All the details are in the link in the show notes for you to sign up to today. I hope you got something out of today's episode. I definitely know that this is knowledge I wish I had when I was going through my own STEM career and my own confidence battles. So if you did learn something today, I want to ask you a small favor. If you could please share this episode with two of your women in STEM friends, I would be so grateful. My aim with this podcast is to make information like this accessible to as many women in STEM as possible, especially women who may not have as many female role models as we would like or may not have the chance to take part in, you know, fancy corporate workshops that teach all of this stuff. This should be information that anyone has accessible to them. It shouldn't be down to luck that a woman succeeds in their career. And this is such simple stuff to 
take on board and to implement in your own day-to-day lives. So please share this episode with two women in STEM friends and let me know if you've done that. Shoot me a message on Instagram. My handle is at Tiffany Dawson underscore. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would absolutely love it if you could leave me a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And remember to subscribe because I put out new episodes just like this one every single Wednesday so that you can learn how to take back control of your career once and for all. I've really enjoyed sharing this episode with you today and I cannot wait to speak to you again in a week's time. Remember to sign up to that web class if you want to learn more about this very topic and I hope to meet you there. Until next week, take care.